So hi, One Look of Noise podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Tristan from Waxflower. And we're going to ask them some questions today about their new EP, The Sound of What Went Wrong. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Yeah, it's been really cool. Like, we've been sitting on the announcement for quite a while. So yeah, just having it out there has been a relief in itself. And I think one of the main things for us for this one was, like, we wanted to do vinyl for so long, and we finally get to do it. So, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, that's always been on my bucket list for releases. And, you know, that's one more thing to check off the list. So on top of everything, you know, it's just the chair on top. Hell yeah. Uh, how long? How long you- I yeah. swear to God. How long have you been sitting on this album? EP. So we recorded it in, it was mid last year. Um, yeah, mid last year, maybe June, I think. So yeah, almost a, almost a year, just a bit under a year. Jeez. Oh. Finally. It's almost out. It's out yeah well almost out yeah. glad it's announced. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah announced three of the songs are out three of the five so yeah it'll be interesting to see what people think of the last two really? sure but so is there any meaning behind the ep title or cover art yeah so i think the title itself was more so based around i think when the songs came together and we were looking at you know what's the the running theme through all of them it was more so just like all of them are pinned in like a negative experience in my life, like either caused by me or like something that happened to me. So I don't know, it just kind of was all stemmed from that. So like, I don't know, it was the sound of what went wrong, like all of these things, like little stories of things that happened in my life that, you know, didn't go to plan or around that. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's the, the story behind that. And then the, the cover itself, we had um the, um the lady who did all of, um, the artwork for like these singles and the and the EP. Her name's Nin and she's amazing. Like she absolutely killed all of it. Um we started out with the soak artwork and then we went straight to the EP artwork, I think, because we needed to get that off to the label. Um but in terms of meaning, um I think we just wanted something moody and that looked cool over anything else. There wasn't anything like hidden behind it. I think the single artworks were maybe more there was more subtext in those um compared to the EP artwork. But yeah. I think we just really like the way that the EP artwork looks more than anything else. Fair enough. That's always good. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the CP? Yeah. So writing process for us is, uh, it's it's, this time around, it was a little bit different to previous times. Um, In the past, I've kind of usually taken the reins on a lot of it and just, you know, come to the band with fully like produced demos and, you know, we'll go from there. But this time around, um, our guitarist Jordan was more involved and he like wrote a lot of, a lot more verses and he got to sing on Soak and stuff like that. And that's something we definitely want to do moving forward. Like it takes a lot of stress off of me because I tend to, you know, I beat my head against a wall when it comes to like a month before recording and I kind of need someone to just be like, okay, like this is good. This isn't good. Like, yeah. and, and if I'm like ha- having a panic attack about the whole experience, like have someone else to like, you know, keep the process going while I'm, you know, freaking out. Yeah. Institutionalizing myself. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's it's usually we'll just, when we go into the studio, we'll have like all the demos fully written, ready to go. And then like our producer, Stevie, will um, we'll give his thoughts and any changes from there. And yeah, it's it's been like, we've done all of our releases with Stevie so far. And, you know, it's been really, really good. Like, I think we've gotten into a nice little flow with how stuff works out. 
That's good. That's good. Awesome. Um, I want to bring up the the feature with Sydney Sprague and like, how did you guys connect? Did you like write her verse and then she just kind of sang it? Did you guys get into Zoom to kind of write together? What what was that like? Yeah, that one. I'm so insanely stoked to have her on this AP. Like, cool. she's like one of my favorite new artists of the last couple of years. Like, like um, the connections, like obviously through the label. Like, we're both signed to Rude. Um, but like, and that, like, that's how I found out about her just through like Rude's um, channels and stuff as well. But like, um, as soon as Steve came out, I was like, this song is like, one of the best songs I've heard in like, the last couple of years. I was like, it would be so sick to have have her on a song. Um, and we kind of had like the song. The song was already written um, that she sings on, and the bridge of that song, which isn't it, that song's not out yet. But the bridge of that song is kind of like a back and forth between like the the two characters like and um i was like if, if there's any time that we're gonna do like a feature on this ep like it, it should be here um and yeah we just we just reached out and we're like hey here's the song like would you have any interest in in featuring on it and like luckily she said yes and it turned out amazing like she just recorded her parts at home and sent them through to stevie and like yeah it was just super easy like super easy to work with like you know couldn't say better things hell yeah awesome. all right so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this EP and the meaning behind it. My favorite lyric off this EP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's probably off that song, actually. There's a lyric that's like, um, I think I'm mourning the loss of something I never had, um, which is m- like more so based around like, I don't know, the idea of like having to give up something the idea of something more so than actually having it in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, giving up the, um, the expectation of gaining that thing or, um, yeah, even wanting it in the future, which was, yeah, I don't know. I, it, and like, that's part actually part of that verse that Sydney sings on. So it made that part even more special for me. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, so where was your headspace at while you were uh, writing the CP? Um, yeah interesting one it was like probably all written during covid so probably pretty down yeah um like there are some glimmers of hope through it um for sure but most of it is pretty emo if if you could if you could call it that um yeah i think that's just typically where my brain tends to go when writing lyrics and stuff but like it's sort of music like it's usually like writing happy music doesn't come to me naturally um for sure um but I think, yeah, this EP is maybe even a little bit more, you know, down in the dumps than the last one. Okay. Well, yeah, like based off the, the title alone, uh, you're like, yeah. this is yeah. not going to be a happy experience. No. <laughs> no. So how do you recommend your fans to listen to this EP for the first time? Should they play in the car with friends, start with headphones on, should they blast at a party? What do you personally recommend? I would say, yeah, in your bedroom headphones on mm-hmm. whole thing in one go that's like how i would listen to it um i don't know that's how i would i listen to like most music anyway um yeah i think it's like one of those albums like yeah lose yourself in it for like the first one and then from there jam in the car put it on the party do whatever you need to do with it like even though it is like pretty somber in tone like lyrically, like some of the songs are like pretty pop. Like, the, like two of the singles have been really pop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the two songs that aren't out yet are like 
maybe a little bit more down like the emo route but yeah i don't know i always like when i when any band releases a new piece of work i always like to listen through the whole thing in one go and like pay like the utmost attention to it just like give it the respect that it deserves and i don't know it's one of those things like when you're in a like when you're releasing music yourself you kind of like that's how i would want people to listen to it but you know it's not how it goes for the most part like i think people find our music like mostly just through like spotify playlists and stuff like that now so um yeah i don't know it'll be an interesting one it's always interesting to hear how people came across the music in the first place whether they like saw us at a show or they like came across us on a playlist or anything i don't know there's just so many in like ways that people can get into a band now it's really cool it is very mm-hmm. cool for sure how did you listen to the the ep like when you got the masters you're like all right it's time to fucking check this out how did you listen to it for the first time um yeah it's an interesting one i like because we get there's so many steps in the process it's like we already have the demos and i beat them to death before we even go into the studio <laughs> like analyzing them you're fucking certain um, already yeah, yeah I bet. <laughs> and then they kind of get re- revitalized in the studio um and like you you get the mixes back like we'll get desk desk bounces back which like aren't even mixed they're just like stevie will send us the like what we did that day mm-hmm. well, these songs are sick like like, and then you did the demos of like listening to those and then you get mixed like proper mixes and they sound even better than the desk bounces by the time you get masters sometimes age um and like you haven't heard them all in order and and that thing but like i i would say the first time i listened to the whole thing like masters in a row in the the actual order it was going to be in was probably like I was just sitting at my desk at work, like probably, yeah. you know, doing some boring shit that like, you know, but you know, it doesn't make it any less special going back and listening to the songs now. Like it's still a special, you know, listening to them now as it was the first time that we had the demos together. Like those songs still mean a lot to me. So yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that's very sweet. That is very wholesome. Uh, <laughs> so this question should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this EP for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Three words, okay. Sad, happy, emo. That's it. Those are the three words. That's good. Perfect. That's yeah, good. you were quiet for so long. I'm, I'm pretty sure Shane thought the same thing, but I thought we lost you. I was, I was so worried. But that's perfect. Those words describe the EP perfectly. Yes. So, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this EP to invoke in your listeners? Interesting. I, I don't even know why. The first word that came to my head is nostalgia, and I think for me that's more just like sonically rather than anything else. Like, I think a lot of these songs, like as I was writing them, I was listening to like a lot of like early 2000s pop rock and like MySpace music and stuff like that. And I think a lot of that seeped into it. So um, yeah, it's interesting seeing like a lot of that sort of like influence come back things like mainstream music as well, like mainstream pop punk and like what Machine Gun Kelly and like Speco and stuff are doing. Mm-hmm. Like you can hear that. So I don't know. I think there's some elements of that in there. That was just, I don't know. That's just the first thing that came into my head. Nostalgia. Like, I think that's a lot of the music that I listen to. It's like kind of rooted back in that, like early, like MySpace, like pop rock, you know, stuff. So yeah, yeah. hopefully it's a good mix of that and like modern, modern sentiment. So yeah. Hell yeah. Um, you definitely touched on this in the last answer, but uh, what are some band or artist influences that you can hear the most uh, on the CP, if any? Yeah, I think, all the songs are like pretty different sonically. I think like the first single Stoke is like definitely down that like like modern like pop punk sound like Machine Gun Kelly like Swaco. I 
and even like the breakdown i was listening to like a lot of under oath mm-hmm. like i've been listening to heaps of under oath hey not that that's under oath is great show yeah they don't show up on this ep <laughs> apart from that breakdown i would say um but other than that like my main influence is like sorry my voice is like i'm losing my voice for some reason um we're almost um, done <laughs> yeah yeah we're almost we're so there. close we're, we're so close time. um yeah just like that early like myspace like pop pop rock sound i think like all american rejects and um who else is down that path forever the sickest kids i don't know bands like that like that early super early like myspace sound that made it like and then like the like those bands that made it to the radio i think like ring especially was like a big all american rejects influence and you know you hear that a couple more times but yeah just like heaps of those myspace bands hey it's what i was raised on and it's like seeped into my my brain i can't escape it wax yeah. flower would do great on myspace if oh, myspace yeah. was still out born in the born in the wrong generation <laughs> you gotta bring my i'd be coding back. i'd be getting on the html cfs right now hell yeah i need to buy myspace back off of justin timberlake whoever owns it yeah exactly exactly <laughs> So for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? What is my snack of choice? Mm-hmm. It's got to be a big bottle of water, number one. Okay. And then probably like, let's juxtapose that with like the, the one thing in the gas station that is like the worst for me, like the absolute craziest piece yeah. of shit that I can put in my body. That, like, that okay. has to be that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So gas station hot dog. Yeah. yeah usually in australia <laughs> like in australia it's usually like if you're stopping at a gas station it's like it's mcdonald's like you're, you're getting mcdonald's and you're gonna like, like you know gorge yourself it's mcdonald's or kfc the only other yeah. options are like a meat pie or a sausage roll from like the like bay marie thing which is like if, if you do that you will just like immediately get sick and die yeah i didn't know you could get like meat pies from a gas station i feel like that's just something that you should you know know to stay away from <laughs> You, guys, you should know. You guys got fancy ass gas stations over there with McDonald's and stuff. We got like right. fucking rinky dink convenience stores that like you know <laughs> have old ass hot dogs and like questionable pizza, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully one day I'll get to see. Hopefully one day you'll get to experience I, I mean... it at some point. Hopefully, <laughs> that's the cultural experience I want. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be, and why? If the band was a dish, what's the whitest food? What is the whitest food? Probably just like a piece of toast, unbuttered. Um, no, no spread. I think that's us. Just like four white guys, the whitest guys in the world. Making the whitest aware about it. Yeah. So just, just like, is this just white bread? Is this, is this whole wheat? Like, it's gotta be white bread. It's just like, it's just like white bread from the supermarket it's not even like bakery bread it's just like you know mediocre white bread but toasted you know it's a little bit special okay okay all right but it sat out a little too long so it got like this like hard like almost stale kind of taste to it going on yeah yeah, yeah. for a couple couple yeah yeah. it's a little bit moldy it's a little bit moldy It's from when MySpace was cool. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> it's an old ass piece That's of bread. Like toast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Sick. So we're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? With a drink. 
With a drink. Okay, with a drink. Last meal. There is, I don't know if you, you guys have this in, in, in the US, but in Australia at KFC, there's this bird called the Zinger. And it's basically just like a spice, spicy chicken sandwich, but it's like the oh. best thing in the world. It's like my go-to like hungover food. So I would get like a Zinger box, which is like the burger and like fries and potato and gravy. That's the meal. And for a drink, I would do, I'd probably do like a huge fuck off beer. Brisbane, which is where I live. That's it. Zinger box. It's like the most bogan meal I could possibly have said. But there it All is. Right. Perfect. Right. Would you be able to tell us why you chose beer again? Again, you, you turned into a robot and I just, I really want to know. Um, just because just it's yummy. I think that's the main one. Sure. That's the deep. <laughs> that's the deep thought behind that one. Fair okay, enough. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? One fictional world, probably. What Wes Anderson movie would I want to live in? Maybe the world from the Fantastic Mr. Fox, the movie. Oh. Just because it looks so pretty. Mm-hmm. That movie is so beautiful. So that, uh, yeah, that's my answer. Okay, good that's answer. That's a very good pick, yeah. So I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Okay. What is your favorite color? My favorite color? Mm-hmm. Black. It's just black. Like, it's all I wear. Mm-hmm. It's so, like, it's such a cop-out answer, too. If it wasn't black, purple. Purple. Because yeah. in my mind, it's so close to black but i don't know why i think that i'll leave that, <laughs> that up to the sense. listeners they can figure that out okay all yeah, right that's fair that's fair um so as glory said what's the subtext there <laughs> <laughs> uh so as glory said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you would like to plug um no just the the ep's out on a date that i should know that i don't april 29th um, but- i believe yeah, April 29th. The EP's out on April 29th. Hire me. Um, yeah, you're hired. You can be the official date spruker. Thank you. Um, Congratulations, Shane. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, next next time I'm on the podcast, it'll just be you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, go listen to the EP. Go listen to this. There's three songs out, Soak Ring and the Drama Scene Now. Um, give them a listen. And yeah, um, if you're listening from Australia, I don't know when this comes out. Um, but we're on tour with Trophy Eyes at the moment. So, um, yeah, coming out to a show um, and say hey. Hell yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for having me on the podcast, guys. Really of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been Tristan from uh, Waxflower, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>